0: So my feet are on the ground at first. Just at first, right? Because suddenly I'm able to bend my knees, push off the ground, and I rise up into the air. I rise up into the air on my own without any obvious means of support or propulsion. I am able to step off the ground as easily as if I were being lifted in someone's arms. But I'm not being lifted by anyone. I'm moving by my own power. And I continue to rise up from the ground. I continue to float. And then I begin to propel myself forward. This happens often. I move forward as if I'm swimming through the air. And I get higher and higher, but not too high because I'm not a big fan of great distant heights. And I also know if I get too far up, I'm going to perhaps have some kind of negative repercussions. Like I might get in thin air and it might be too cold and I might have problems. I might come crashing back down to earth, right? And so I'm up above the ground, maybe 30, 40, 50 feet above the ground. And I can see everything spread out below me. I can see the streets, I can see the the people down below, and none of them are really looking up at me, they're all minding their own business, they're not aware that I'm up there, and so I just continue to float and to fly forward, I move forward through the air. And I just feel so exuberant. I have talked about this before on this podcast, which by the way is, yes, the IECast, otherwise known as the Introverted Exhibitionist Podcast, and I am your host, Robert Chishanek, an author, of science fiction, fantasy, mystery, you name it. Anyway, I've had this kind of thing happen before where I'm able to actually step up off the ground, rise up into the air, and then propel myself forward as if I'm swimming through the air, and I just continue to proceed forward, and, and, and I go through this entire process where I can't believe how wonderful it feels. And I'm able to just glide forward, glide forward on the air currents, and I can just look down and control. I can guide myself with movements of my arms as if, as if I'm swimming through water, and I can just move forward. And it's so amazing. I, I, I love the feeling, it's so real, it's so fantastic. And I've had this happen to me so many times before. It's a familiar feeling. It's nothing new. And that makes it even better. It makes it even more exciting. But then I realize someone below sees me, becomes aware of me, and they are intent on following my progress. And then I start to get worried. Oh, no, what's going to happen now? What's going to happen? Are they going to rat me out? Are people going to chase me down? Are they going to hunt me down? And I forget what all happened after that because it was, of course, a dream but it's a dream I have often, a dream of flight. And I don't know exactly what it means. Does it mean that I want to soar, that I envision myself soaring, that I can feel myself soaring, but I never quite get there because the dream always ends? Is it my inner desire to rise above my circumstances and to become more than what I am, more than who I am? Or is it that I feel that I'm already there in some way, that I feel as if I am indeed rising up to the occasion and taking flight in some way? I truly don't know. <laughs> but it's a, it's a great dream. It's a great experience because it's so real. In fact, after I wake from that dream, I feel as if I could easily step off the ground, rise up into the air, and swim forward through the air If only I could summon enough belief. (laughs) If only I hadn't convinced myself so thoroughly that it was impossible and that it indeed only happens in a dream. But it never seems to work out that way. And it's a little depressing. It's a little disheartening. But it's a little better than the reality of what I faced recently, which was a very unpleasant experience. I was out of town visiting uh, um, a nephew who's away at school, my wife and I were visiting him, and we were staying at a motel, and uh, we were unable to get any sleep that night, the, the first night that we stayed there, the only night that we stayed there, because people were out in the hallways having an incredible party, screaming, hollering, causing all kinds of commotion, and uh, they were affiliated with a youth hockey team, Right? But they were not the kids. The kids weren't the problem, though they were present. But the adults were the ones who were the problem. They were out there hollering and screaming, and they had moved the furniture out of their rooms into the hallway and set up a party space. And they were—they ju- had no consideration for anyone else in the hotel. I mean, it's something that maybe you would think young people might do in a mo in a blast of exuberance having a drunken party out in the hallway at a hotel. Woohoo! we're out of, we're away from home, let's go crazy. But not necessarily from middle-aged adults with little kids present. But these people did not care. And this did not involve dreams of flight, though I did then take flight. The next day, my wife and I got out of that hotel immediately, demanded full refund, and we found other lodgings elsewhere. But boy, I'll tell you, it was something else. I couldn't believe it. People just never cease to surprise and amaze me Uh, in both negative and positive ways. People can also be really great. just depends on the day and the person and the phases of the moon, I guess. You know humanity, right? You're part of humanity. If you're listening to this, you have some idea what I'm talking about. It's uh, a crazy species, I have to say. But that was a really wild night, and we had a tough day the next day. Then, because then we drove up to Niagara Falls and you know took our nephew with us, and and we still had a wonderful day. But it was a little tough, and I was running on caffeine fumes <laughs> throughout that day. Didn't get a lot of writing done that day either, obviously. But um, hey, that's what happens. That, that's the kind of stuff that happens. Anyway, welcome back to the IE Cast, the Introverted Exhibitionist Podcast. I know it's been a little while since I've checked in, but here I am again. This is your host, Robert Jashanik. I'm a writer of many things, and I'm happy to be back talking with you about my latest goings-on. Let's talk, let's talk. I want to tell you about my writing, what's coming up, because there's some cool stuff in the immediate future. In fact, one of those things is uh, debuting on Wednesday, October 10th, Right, and I'm sorry. November 10th, not October. That's a ways back. It debuts on Wednesday, November 10th. It's a uh, a story bundle, and as you might know, I've been in a bunch of story bundles before, and I love them. They're really uh, great opportunities for authors to participate in this group project, which is always beneficial, and also for readers to get like this whole pile of cool eBooks, always focused on some theme. Right, some genre or theme, and you can get them for a great price, a great low price, which you can determine based on how much you pay. And you can then also donate part of the proceeds to a charity, in this case, Able Gamers, which is a really cool organization. It helps um, kids who have one challenge or another, it helps them to fulfill their potential through gaming, which is really cool. I mean, what kind of a great cause is that, huh? Anyway, this particular story bundle, which debuts on the 10th of November at 9 p.m., that's Wednesday, November 10th at 9 p.m. EST, it will run for three weeks. It'll wrap up around the uh, the 30th of November, and it's a weird fiction story bundle. It's called The Many Worlds of Weird Fiction, and I've got to tell you, This is an awesome bundle. I am so happy that it came together finally because it was a lot of work. (laughs) It was really a challenge. I had the brilliant idea of coming up with this bundle. I mean, weird fiction bundles have been done before, but I wanted to do a real knock-your-socks-off really cool weird fiction bundle. And so I took time and recruited authors. I researched the subject, though I love weird fiction and I know some of it. I don't know all of it. Don't know every weird fiction author. I love to write it myself, so of course I wanted to participate, but I wanted to find some other great authors who would participate in this with me. And I found them and I put them together and it's so cool. We had all kinds of difficulties making this a reality, but now that it has finally come together, after much toil and trouble and boil and boil and bubble, right? It is finally coming together, and you will be able to benefit from this. And I just I want to encourage you to get out there and order this. It's from storybundle.com. And you are going to love this bundle. Trust Trust me. me. The weird, the many worlds of weird fiction. And let me tell you, first of all, the link, the exact link. I know I should speak into the microphone, right? It's at storybundle.com slash weird okay? So that's easy to remember. Storybundle.com slash weird. And again, it's the many worlds of weird fiction. And when I say that, I mean that weird fiction is sort of an umbrella category that refers to a type of fiction that's unique, but it, it can also be spread across different genres and sub-genres of fiction. It can apply to a lot of different worlds, right? And so you have weird science fiction, weird fantasy, weird horror. There's a lot of weird horror, especially weird humor, weird literary, just weird weird. (laughs) There's lots of different subgenres, and each one is unique in its own way. And I have authors in this bundle who prove how cool it is. And I've got some great stuff in here. I can't wait for you to enjoy it. This bundle includes some awesome authors, including, yes, Ramsey Campbell, ramsey campbell who is a horror author of much renown he's written so many great books he's got so many fans and it, he's just he's a great author and a great person and we're including one of his novels in this bundle you've got to check it out so he's representing on the weird horror side then there's also this guy you might know his name his name is uh, joe r lansdale and Joe is representing on the on the the weird pulp and western fiction side of the house. He has a trilogy of novels that he has added into this project, and they are um, they they are narrated by a seal character named Ned. And no, not like a marine seal. I mean, like a, a a seal that lives in a marine environment, but is not a human. It is an actual seal animal, Ned the Seal. It's the Flaming Zeppelins trilogy, and it is so freaking good. It is so fun. I wish I had written it so bad because it's great. It has Zeppelins. It has seals. It has Wild Bill Hickok. It has Annie Oakley. It has cannibals. It has just all kind of crazy aliens, everything you can imagine. It's such a fun trilogy. You've got to get it. And it's not like one of Joe's maybe most famous books either. Joe's best known for, like, Bubba Hotep. You might have heard of that. And also um, uh, the the Happen Leonard uh, series, which became a TV series on um, the Sundance channel. It was very well regarded, very popular. you got to check this guy out. He's awesome, and this book is great, this trilogy of books. Then we've got Samuel Delaney. Samuel R. Delaney, who's a famous, renowned, old-school science fiction writer who wrote, like, cutting-edge stuff. Duff, man. One book after another. Back in the day, like one of my favorites is Babel 17. It's about uh, the use of language as a weapon, like an actual weapon. He's such a good writer. And this novel of his is The Einstein Intersection. And it's just so cool and unique. It won the Nebula Award back in the day. And it is back. And it includes an introduction by Neil Freaking Gaiman. Yes, Neil Gaiman himself. The guy who wrote the Sandman series, which you might have heard of, Good Omens, the Graveyard Book, which I believe won a Newbery medal. Uh, This guy has written so much. Coraline. um, Oh, my goodness. American Gods. How could I forget American Gods, right? Norse mythology. He's he's a great writer. I mean, I love his work. And you are going to love his introduction. You're going to love Samuel Delaney's book, The Einstein Intersection, Nebula Award winner. We've got Elizabeth Hand. She's representing on the weird, weird horror side of the house. And she's got this great book. It's called Black Light. And it's set in the 1970s. And it's in this mansion. And it's, got, it's just full of foreboding and gloom and doom. And, 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 and it's like the classic gothic horror kind of book. But with all this crazy weirdness. And oh, it's so good. You're going to love this package This whole package Then I've got a collection of stories in there Called In a Green Dress Surrounded by Exploding Clowns And every one of those stories is crazy and weird And we've got uh, Michael Sisko's novel Member, which is going to blow your mind It's totally surreal and bizarre And I can't even describe it in full You wouldn't believe it if I did you just got to trust me This is going to be great Then there's Ray Vuksevich He has a great collection of stories in this. There's Dean Wesley Smith and a team of other authors who put together a collection there called That's Really Messed Up. And the collection of stories is really messed up. So he's in there. His his gang is in there. It's just, oh, man, you've got to get this. So I wanted to encourage you. I wanted to tell you about this in case you hadn't heard about it, the Weird Fiction Story Bundle. Again, storybundle.com slash weird. Do not miss this bundle. It's going live, and you've got to check it out because I worked so hard on it, and it's just—it's really worth you checking out because it's—it's it's just solid from start to finish. I think I've left somebody out. Um, let me see. Let me take a quick look. Uh, come on. I'm checking my email as we speak. Yes, I know I should have been better prepared. Who am? Oh, almost forgot. Daryl Schweitzer. He's an incredible writer. And I've got a collection of his short stories. Um, it's called Transience and Other Disquieting Stories. And he's on the weird horror side of the house. And, and, and this guy, Daryl, is great. And this book is, is a great collection of stories. It was an award winner back in the day. And you're going to love it. It's really cool. Uh, oh, I almost forgot. Jeffrey Thomas. His his book Bone Land, which is about an invasion by these alien characters called the the guests, and they they will like help humanity out if humanity like hurts it hurts itself, <laughs> like if humans fight each other for the enjoyment of the alien of the guests, and 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 it's like a a big metaphor, but it's also filled with all this weirdness. Oh, you you got to check it out. Okay. I, I know I've already ranted and raved about this thing for so long, but I, I just I when there's something good th- that I want you to know about, I, I I've got to pass it along. And and I know, you know, you've you're gonna love this set. So don't miss out. It's the weird fuck weird fiction story bundle. Storybundle.com slash weird. Don't miss it. What else is happening here in Bob Land? Right? Well, a couple of things. For one um I've got stories in some cool collections right now and a, and a great magazine. Let's uh let me tell you about those in brief. Uh there's this publication called Pulp House Fiction Magazine. It's published by WMG uh Publishing. It's edited by the one and only Storymeister and Bookmeister and Writingmeister Dean Wesley Smith. And uh, it's an incredible collection of stories. You've got to check it out. I I love this magazine. And it also includes one of my stories. And I I think you're going to like that one. It is called, speaking of weirdness, it is called The Men Without Heads Join a Health Club. And it is a bit of a pastiche of The Three Stooges. So, you should check it out, okay? What if the Three Stooges were murderous robots being deployed by a merciless military force? You need to read that story. It It's something you might not have gotten hold of yet, but you're going to enjoy it, so... That's out, Pulp House, Issue 13, and Issue 14 is not far behind. Then there are some collections of Pulp House stories that I also have stories in. I think you're going to want to check these out, too. One is called Run, Creatures, Critters, Critters and Pulp Houser and Housers. It is edited by Dean Wesley Smith, it includes stories from Pulp House magazine, by authors including the one and only Stefan Mears, he's great, uh, Chris... Rush, uh, Dean Wesley Smith's wife. She's an incredible author and editor. Rob Vogley, Mary Jo Robb, Robert J. McCarter, a man after my own heart, writing-wise. He loves to write crazy stuff, just as all these writers do. Kent Patterson, the late great. Uh, This is an incredible story. The Poodles of Panama, you've got to check it out. Joanna Rothman, another awesome writer. Jerry Olteon, and of course, my comrade and colleague, Annie Reed, is also in there Twisted Robots Oh My another collection of sh- short stories from Pulp Pals Fiction Magazine and I've got one in there too it also includes stories by a uh, lots, lots of great authors including J. Stephen York uh, I can't find the T.O.C. in here so I'm just going to flip through Ray Vuksevich who's in my Weird Fiction um, uh, story bundle uh, my story is called A Little Song A Little Dance A Little Apocalypse Down Your Pants And yes, as the title suggests, it's a crazy, weird science fiction story. Got to check it out. Barbara Tarn is in this. Uh, She's awesome. David Hendrickson, also awesome. He has a story called One Night Stands for Love and Glory. It's crazy. You want to check it out. Robert J. McCarter, Daisy's Heart. He's quite a writer. I highly recommend him. Mary Jo Robb, I recommend her as well. She's got a great story there, too. Uh, let's see here who else is in here Jerry Olteon again and Scott William Carter he's an awesome writer and a very good friend Jim Godis again an interesting writer of interesting cool weird stuff check it out there's another one here too I have a story in. it's called Don't Touch My Magic all these books by the way just came out recently which is why I'm talking about them now this is another collection of stories from Pulp House again from Dean Wesley Smith the editor and wonderful writer. It includes stories by yours truly in The Empire of Underpants, my story's called, Uh, Sabrina Chase, Chris Rush, Kevin J. Anderson, yeah, the consultant on the new Dune movie, you might have heard of him. He co-wrote a whole bunch of Dune novels with uh, Ryan Herbert, and uh, he's a heck of a writer and editor. Also, Ezekiel, James Boston, Lisa Silverthorne, J. Stephen York, Brenda Carr, Dale Dermatis, and Annie Reed has a story in here you've got to check out. I highly recommend it. I mean, all these stories are great, okay? So I hesitate to single one out above the rest. Um, but I single this one about I single this one out for your attention by Annie Reed. It's called Queen of the Mouse Riders. And it's a hell of a story. And you've got to, you've gotta read it. So please check out those collections from Pulse Fiction Magazine, and I have one more thing I want to talk about here on the, on the publishing side that I'd like you to check out. If you enjoy um, cool stories that have nostalgia as a key component and uh, that are related to or featuring um, classic department stores, you might be aware of my Glosser Brothers department store series. Okay? It's based on a real-life department store that was uh, in the Johnstown, Pennsylvania uh, downtown area for many years, for many decades. It was uh, really popular. It was beloved by local residents and, th- and those who lived outside the town as well who would come in to shop at Glosser's. It's a great store. I remember it well, and uh, I write these storybooks about um, Glosser's and uh, just bringing back memories of, the, of those days and also telling cool stories about characters whose lives intersect with the store. So um, I have this whole series of Glosser Brothers holiday storybooks, including Christmas at Glossers and Halloween at Glossers and Thanksgiving at Glossers and Easter at Glossers and all these others. And here's the new one in the series. It's called Old Fashioned Bargain Days at Glossers. What was Old Fashioned Bargain Days? Well, it was an annual sale that happened in downtown Johnstown back in the day. Um, local businesses would all participate. It was a big sidewalk sale. It happened like every June, I believe, was when it was typically set. And, uh, people would set up tables out on the sidewalk and and sell their wares. Gloucesters would always be a big participant. So it was the other big department store downtown, um, Penn Traffic and, and the other smaller stores and businesses. And people who worked in the stores would dress up in period costumes, so they would look like historical figures or figures from certain eras, and, and it was a big deal. It was really cool. and people still have great memories of this old-fashioned bargain day, uh, old-fashioned bargain day sale. So um, I wrote a book, uh, or a short book. It's a storybook about old-fashioned bargain days and Glosser Brothers, and it's brand new. It just came out. <clears throat> so if you love Glosser Brothers, if you love classic Department stores, if you love Johnstown, Pennsylvania, or if you just love my writing, you're going to love this book. It's brand new. It's out in paperback right now. It's the only way you can get it in paperback form. You can hear it flapping right now. Uh, so be sure to check it out. It's, uh, it'll make a great stocking stuffer. If there's someone you know who loves classic department stores or South Pennsylvania or Glosser Brothers or whatever, somebody maybe who's, you know, who remembers these the sales, the old-fashioned bargain day sales and glossers, uh, this would make a great stocking stuffer for the holidays. So check it out for Christmas time. So that uh, catches you up on my writing. Um, I have lots of other things I'm working on, and I'm having fun with those. Very happy to be working on these other projects, and I'll be talking about those more in future podcasts. But for now, I think that covers the bulk of my efforts that I would like to discuss. So let's move on to our closing thought. For this edition of the IE Cast, the Introverted Exhibitionist Podcast. Uh, the closing thought this time is about um flying forward, right? Flying forward into the future. And in particular, resolving to make uh the future a brighter place uh for my Writing efforts or through my writing efforts and, and what I hope to do in, uh, in, in the new year. And I know it might be a little early to think about that. And I hesitate to think about it. I hesitate to talk about it. I hesitate to talk about resolutions because I make them every year and I don't always um, fulfill them, shall we say, <laughs> to be charitable. Uh, but I mean, how many of us really do, right? We, we love to make promises. To each other, to ourselves, right? Whether we're writers or not. And we love to think of the promise of the vast stretch of untapped time before us. And we love to think how wonderful our success can be and, and how, how much we can achieve, how much we can accomplish, how much better life can be if we can fulfill the promises that we make. And the truth of the matter is, We rarely fulfill those promises. Often they're empty, they're just wishful thinking, but they can also help to guide us forward and to provide a baseline from which we can hopefully improve ourselves and our lot in life. And in my case, as a writer, they can help to improve my writing, and that's what I hope to do in the new year, and that's what I've been thinking about lately. Even though we're still just in November, I still have plenty of time to think of different resolutions or scrap the resolutions altogether, but I don't think I'm going to do that. I think this time I want to try to meet some of these because I think it's important uh, that, I, that I do. Uh, I need to focus in. That's one of my resolutions. I want to focus in more on the actual act of writing (laughs) and really try to develop more um, in terms of my craft, right? That's something that's easy to forget in the rush to um, publish and market, right? When you're very concerned about the business of writing, which is a good thing, you sometimes cast aside your concerns that are related to the craft and that's not a good thing. You can sometimes lose uh some of the skill or some of the love of the skill, some of the love of the craft in your rush to achieve and your rush to publish and your rush to profit. And so sometimes you need to recenter and that's what I'm going to try to do in the new year. That's one of my resolutions. I want to focus in more on the craft and I want to be very professional in that way. And I want to try to level up in terms of the quality of my work and also in terms of my productivity in general, because I do think it has been somewhat lacking this last year. Uh, though I have published, I mean, I've gotten stories written and published, I've made some sales, uh, I did, you know, put out the new Glosser Brothers book, for example, right? And, and wrote some, I wrote another book project, uh, uh, that has not been published yet. And I started talking about it a little while ago, and I don't want to say too much more about it right now until it becomes more definitive. I'm sorry, more definite as to when it will be published. I think it'll be out in the next year, but I'm not sure. So let's sort of table that for now. The point is, I want to be more focused on fiction, more focused on productivity, more focused on the quality of my craft. And to that end, I'm going to try to push aside some of the things that have been distracting me from that. And so that's something I want to do. And I hope that you will maybe be inspired to think of some resolutions of your own and that you'll be inspired to move forward into the new year or the new period, the new month, the new week, whatever. I mean, it is, after all, November. This is NaNoWriMo, right? So maybe you're already engaged in this uh, pursuit. Uh, If you are writing a book during NaNoWriMo, then you are filled with hope and filled with uh, productivity and energy, and you're already moving down this path. And I salute you, and I hope to be inspired by you. So keep up the great work. And I'm going to try to do the same thing in 2022, and I'm going to continue to try to fly. I'm going to continue to try to get my darn feet off the ground and move myself forward through the air overhead so that when you look up, you'll see me flying by and you'll give me a nice shout out and a salute and say, hey, keep on, keep on doing it, man. And I'll do the same for you. And hopefully you'll be flo- floating right up alongside me and we'll all be flying together and just enjoying the air up there because it's, you know, it's, it's where we all want to be, right? We all want to be moving forward, elevated, and enjoying the rarefied air of the heights of our craft and our achievements. So that's our closing thought in this edition of the IECast. Thanks for joining me again in the IECast. This is um, episode 22, by the way, on um, October 10th, 2021. Uh, I hope you'll check me out on the social media. I'm all over the place. Um, So just look me up. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on all kinds of stuff. So get out there and check me out. I also hope you'll check out my reading group, which is uh, Robert's Reader's. It's on Facebook. Just look up Robert's Readers on Facebook and you'll find it. Join the group and you'll get some great free fiction written by yours truly. And uh, I know you'll enjoy it. And it's a nice community of readers. And I. I think you'll find it inspiring. Hope you'll join me there. Also, check out my website, which is being redesigned. Maybe I'll talk about that more next time. It's in the redesign mode, and I'm reshaping it. I'm retargeting the way I do business on the website, and it's, uh, it's at bobscribe.com, but you'll still see the old version right now unless you're listening to this podcast maybe in a week from now or so, which I think is when we're going to hope to launch it. Maybe two weeks is a better guess, <laughs> to be honest. So that's bobscribe.com, bobscribe.com. And I also, also would encourage you to subscribe to my newsletter. You can do that at newsletter.blastoffbooks.net, newsletter.blastoffbooks.net. Please check it out because I got lots of great news and information in that newsletter. And I give, give away free fiction. So you don't want to miss out on that. Anyway, Thanks again for joining me here on the Introverted Exhibitionist podcast. I hope you join me again next time, whenever that might be. Hopefully it won't be as far off as uh, this last one was. But remember, whatever you love the most, keep on doing it. As long as it doesn't hurt anybody. If you love writing, keep on writing. If you love making music, keep making music. If you love art, then keep on arting, whatever it takes. Because that's what makes life most enjoyable, most entertaining, and most worth living, I think. So, good night, again, from Planet Bob, from the IE cast, and uh, I'll talk to you again soon. Goodbye.